Hello and welcome to Obehi Podcast. I'm your host, Obehi Ewan And I strongly believe that everyone has a story to share. Now let's get started with this episode. So the game that's being played is chess. And chess is about patience, it's about thinking, it's about maths, it's about strategies, about all of those things. And if you don't know the rules to the game that you're playing, how do you win? That's right. So when you're not given the rules and you're given the board and you're given the pieces, do you know what pieces do what? Do you know the significance of the pieces? Do you know what is the most important piece? Or have you worked out how to get the piece that is considered the least important to build it to become the most important? So when we're looking at you know the games that have been played and we're looking at the fact that on the continent, we've been playing a game of chess with probably four different countries at the same time. And if you don't know the rules for all of those games, then how do you win any of them? It's only inevitable you're going to lose all of them, first, second, third, fourth, fifth time. But then when you're given the rules, you play, you get to a point where you think you might win, but the rules have been changed whilst you were playing the game. Because again, you're not playing your own game, you're playing somebody else's game. And every time, every time you play the game, because again, you understand that the game is designed for you to also be able to benefit. So you play the game, but then the rules change whilst you're playing the game. You've only just adjusted to the rules that you were just given. And now you've got new rules and you've already created your strategy based on the old rules. You think to yourself, okay, I'll lose this one. And then I'll work from the new rules the next time. And the pattern continues and repeats itself. Because by the time you've assigned your strategy, the rules have changed again. Your strategy no longer works. And because you haven't had the time or the experience to be able to think on the spot, develop the strategy on the spot, because again, that takes training. I think this is essentially what's been happening. And because it's never one game we're playing, we're playing seven different games at the same time. And even if we get to the point where we're winning one, the other six, are designed to ensure that the one that we have won never finds any kind of um, light for it to be able to grow. Since um, the 1300s, so we have, what do we have? We have the hundred year wars between England and France from the 13 to the 1400s. And at that time, England and France, England wanted to step away from, again, France, they wanted their own autonomy. And as a result, this resulted in war because England wanted parts of France that France weren't prepared to continuously give to England because England owned parts of France. And France, when they were coming together, because again, we're looking at Europeans understanding them coming together, their own ancestral um, connectivities and allowing others who are outside of that region to have strongholds in their country so like let's use Calais for instance Calais used to be owned by Britain um but the French of those regions they're like why do you own it we want it back the same way when America we'll get to America in a minute but it was about um Britain or France or Spain or Portugal continuously trying to expand their empires to have more say and more access to the resources that are available within Europe uh but the 13 to 1400s we have uh the 100 year war between England and France but at that time it allowed them to develop their understanding of warfare on land then we have the Spanish armadas 1500s 15 1500s we have the Spanish Armada, uh, which allowed Spain and Portugal to also develop their um, naval uh, naval forces. So their naval forces were a lot more advanced than Britain's because Britain and France had spent their time 
on land. But it didn't take long for Britain and France to then develop their own naval patterns based on the relationship between them getting access to certain ships and being able to understand and see the models that had been created for them to be able to create their own. Then we have the expansion and movement of them going over to the West. So we have the Americas, the English following the Spanish and the Portuguese who had given themselves uh, the portions of most of uh, South America, the West Indies and parts of North America for them to be able to go and sustain themselves over there, 1607, the establishment of Jamestown. But that's from the um, those explorers going before to find access to the lands and saying, actually, we can start building here. And then from the 1600s, we have the 16 to the 1700s of warfare between Europeans over on that side of the world to be able to decide which colonies that they're going to create, which areas they're going to have. Hence why when we talk about Canada, Canada, half of Canada speak French and half of Canada speak English because of the French and the English occupations. Spain had um, areas within Canada, but because of the dominance of France and England, they weren't able to sustain them. The same when we look at... Um, South America, and we look at Texas, Texas used to be owned by the Spanish. And as a result, we now see what Texas is today, but that was connected to the Central Americas leading down to um, Mexico, uh, down to uh, South America, but the expansion of the European in those regions continued to adapt the warfare for them to be able to sustain the areas and then commit genocide at the same time with the people there, but also involve the peoples of those areas into their war and talk about the narrative around, you know, despotic rulers and which one would be better. It'd be better you be under the British than the French. And the same conversation that we have from then in the 1600s is the same conversation they continue to have when we have World War I, um, talking about, you know, Germany now developing itself because in the 1800s, Germany then uh, reformulated itself and created itself as its own stronghold and empire. They wanted more um, say on the world stage, but they were newcomers to that conversation in a way. So all that Britain and France and Spain and Portugal had already um, monopolized for themselves, Germany now wanted a part of the play. They wanted to be on the table because of their shared ancestry with Britain and France based on marriages from England and France and them taking Queens from um, Germany. They also wanted to be able to work on that ancestry to be able to align themselves on the world stage. So when we have all of these wars taking place in the West Indies and in the Americas, we also have the migrations of Europeans coming over to the Americas. But what makes the Americas unique is that America is a domination of Europeans. As a result, all of their 50 states have different rules and different laws based on the ancestry of the people who are in power in those areas. And that can spurn from the Irish, the English, the Scottish, the Italians and the Germans. So when we look at the ideologies that are simultaneously in sync between Europe and America, it's based on the long-tiered historical ancestry that are related between the Europeans who uh, took over the Americas, as well as the Europeans that were left in uh, Europe, which who still are in the places, in the homeland that they call home and have a tie to the peoples in the Americas.
So the wars that predate the wars on the continent were to solidify their positions all over the world so that when we get to the seven year wars in the West Indies, this is kind of classified as the last wars that Europeans were having amongst themselves to be able to declare which strongholds they would have. So when we get to the American Revolution of 1765 to 1791, we have America now saying, we are tired of being a colony of England. We are removing ourselves from that and you now have to go about your business and we will want we develop ourselves and do what we're doing here. That then led to the formation of the West India Regiment in, uh, in the West Indies for them to have a military presence that they formerly had on the continent of North America that they no longer had. So they had to continue to establish a military presence so that any warfare that continued, they were able to also have visibility and men available on that side of the world. It then leads us down to the wars of, I think it's 1804, 1806 in America. Then we have the, um, then we have, um, the Haitian Revolution, 1791 to, to 1804, where France is now warring with the Africans on the island of Haiti because the French Revolution meant that every French subject was free and Africans within the French colonies saw themselves as French subjects, even though France did not see them as, and they were fighting for their liberties at the same time. Then the wars that come after that are the, is the Napoleonic Wars. So that's again with France, Spain, and England in the waters around the West Indies, which then takes us back down after that 1815, down to the Crimean War, which then takes us over into kind of Asia and Europe, having a wider presence and expanding. But the expansion is something that's always been happening systematically. But alongside them, and I couldn't tell you how England were able to do this, but alongside doing all of this in the Americas, they were also in South Africa. So we have the Zosa War. I don't know if it's Zosa you say it, but it's X-H-O-S-A from 1779 that lasted 100 years, which then led on to the First Boer War, the Second Boer War within South Africa, where we have, you know, the dominations of Europeans. Um, who now are Africans, you couldn't tell them that they are up there. You couldn't tell them that they're Europeans because they've been there for such a long time. That is their home. That is their homeland. That is their heritage and legacy. Even though when they go back generations, they're able to get to Europe. You couldn't tell them that they aren't African because they are African under the classifications that have been given to a continent and a time period of when their existence actually existed on the continent. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you subscribe so you never miss any of our future episodes. Rate and review Obehe podcast and share with your friends who might need it. I remain Obehe everyone for. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you in the next episode.